0: What is up, guys? Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. What I'm going to be doing with this show is actually showing you guys what exactly you need to look for prior to buying, building, selling, or even renting a home. I'm going to bring in some of the top people in the industry so we can dive deeper into discussion about these topics and really give you guys the tools you need to learn and know prior to making one of the biggest purchases of your lifetime so with that being said guys welcome to the real build So welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. And today I got a special guest coming all the way from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Over the past several years, him and his team have helped thousands of home improvement contractors earn the respect and dignity equal to the value that they bring to their clients. That's what I'm excited to have him on. He understands you and the challenges you face because you are contractors One way he does this is through his contractor sales academy training program for over five years. They have been training contractors to sell virtually to their prospects. Nobody teaches this better than his team. They train them to connect with their prospects in ways their competitors never will. And in turn, they sell more jobs at 50% and more gross profit margins without setting foot on a prospect's property, which is really impressive. Tom Reber, thank you so much for coming on the Real Build. How are you doing today? I'm doing
1: great. Thanks so much for having me, man.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to have you on. <laughs> it's, me and you have been trying to schedule, we've been getting this schedule, we're both, you know, obviously being in the construction world, too. Right. We got to make it, we got to make it work, and we made it work, brother, so I we, appreciate we you.
1: We did. I'm envious of your uh, background, though, today, you know, because I'm stuck in one of our bedrooms in the house here, because I'm remodeling my whole basement where my office is, and I can't walk down there now, because the, the floor is wet, we're doing this decorative stain that's on gonna the be floor cool. building a killer tequila bar and stuff so i'm holed up in a little bedroom i'm looking at <laughs> you i like that monitor you got behind you with the real build on it man it looks sharp
0: so. yeah man yeah, yeah. no I, yeah, I, like i said i i really do want to see that basement once you're done with it though so you better just yeah. boast on your social oh, media we will man that we'll, tequila we'll... bar i'm a little jealous of that
1: so. <laughs> well you know that yeah the tequila thing i've i've gotten into like and i'm talking like sips i don't i sip tequila i don't do shots right yeah. you know too old for that and um but a um uh, i got into it probably a couple years ago and and just i nothing like a good tequila man i like the classe azul reposado the blue and white bottle that's my favorite tequila man so it's uh anyway
0: yeah uh, I, it's that's that definitely is there's nothing better than that plus i'm i'm more i've been i don't know how you feel about it casamigos is my kind of go-to oh, yeah. with the tequilas but
1: Yep, I like the reposado of that. That's uh that's George Clooney's, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh His yeah. Tequila. And yeah. then
1: uh, Michael Jordan I guess has a new tequila. I haven't tried that yet.
0: Oh wow. So, Talk about a guy that's doing everything, right? Yeah, no kidding, man. So, (laughs) cool. It's
1: good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: no, I appreciate you coming on. I'm excited to have you on, too, because obviously you are huge in obviously the coaching world as far as contractors, teaching Mm -hmm. them kind of how to get more sales and so on. But obviously with more sales comes dealing with clients, how to professionally deal with them better as well, too, because the better we treat our clients, the more sales we have. So that's why I'm excited to have you on today, too. What I always get started with, though, is about your background. So who is Tom Reber?
1: Well, cool. Um, Well, I grew up outside of Chicago, a town called Wheaton, Illinois, about an hour straight west of Chicago. And my dad was a tile guy. My uncle's a painter, grandfather's painters, uncles and cousins everywhere, deck builders and concrete guys and you name it. Um, and I did everything I could do to not be in the trades (laughs) when I was growing up. And, and it's, and it's because my worldview at the time was very few contractors were successful. You know, I just, the guys I knew and I, I love them to death, but my dad, he, um, you know, he worked his tail off. He was always dirty, tired, and we never had a lot of money, you know, and it was just, uh, that sadly is the story for a lot of home improvement contractors and, and so it wasn't real attractive to me. Um, and then I, but I ended up working for my uncle, who was a painting contractor. I learned that trade. And then I, you know, went in and out of the Marine Corps uh, and then ended up starting my own painting business and, you know, grew that from, from nothing to doing three, 400 projects a year and, and millions in sales and, um, and sold that in, uh, to my business partner at the time. I sold my half to him. In 2012, because I I felt a different season of life coming on, and it and, and it started because somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, "Hey, will you speak at this event?" And I spoke, and people liked it. And somebody else asked me to speak at another event, and then somebody asked me to do some coaching, and then that turned into workshops. and And I just felt, uh, you know, since I was I'm 51, since I was a little dude running around, I always felt like I had something special to offer the world, and. And impact is kind of my big word. Like I just want to have a bigger impact. And so, um, so I started the contractor fight and over the years we've, um, done, you know, thousands of pieces of content and videos and podcasts and, uh, we've helped multiple thousands of contractors literally around the world. Uh, our whole mission here is to bring respect and dignity back to the trades and, um, <clears throat> You know, so with that community, we do that. We I'm proud to say we we actually put out more free coaching content than anyone in our space on the planet. Um, nice. If you want to move faster, you pay, right? I mean, that's just kind of how it works, you know, but the stuff's out there. It's free. Um, and this, um, you know, we just I try to approach things, my team and I, with a no BS approach. We kind of hit you with a two-by-four between the eyes to, to interrupt the pattern of your crap between your ears because that, that's really what the contractor fight is about is fighting that six-inch – you know, turf battle between your years, you know? And mm-hmm. so anyway, long story short, you know, we've, we've got so many people we're helping. I have a great team, great support. Um, about a year and a half ago, I got tapped on the shoulder and got, I got hired as uh, as a host to host a new HGTV show that's coming out oh, in the man. fall of 2021. Um, So, you know, I live <laughs> in Colorado Springs with my fiance and our kids and, and, you know, life's good, man. I have, I have so much to be thankful for.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. First, I mean, shout out to you or shout out to you. I'm I'm fellow sh- Illinois, Chicago outside. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, uh, St. Charles where I was born and then lived in Naperville. And so I'm very familiar with Wheaton too. Not well,
1: parents. I, I, uh, my painting business, uh, was located in Naperville. Oh, nice. And then my, uh, I coached high school football at St. Charles East.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. There for several go. years.
1: So yeah, I, I was a high school football coach for about 17 years while I was running my, painting business and stuff and so so i like one thirty, two o'clock every day i was done yeah and uh and that's i had a great team that would cover my tail so it was oh, uh, shout out to know. those
0: chicago there you go right man there. all right
1: well that's cool i didn't know that about you
0: good <laughs> stuff and uh... I mean, one, one thing too, like you said uh, that I can relate to a lot and I've said this in past episodes is you, I mean, I grew up in the business. I'm similar to you growing Mm -hmm. up in construction. My dad was always, my dad was in concrete, uh, built a concrete company in Illinois uh, to, you know, from nothing in DuPage County. And then Mm -hmm. after that uh, he started doing custom homes and from there ended up moving down to Florida where we're at now but I grew up in it. I worked in it. So I always say too, just like yourself, love, hate thing. I hated it when I was a kid. I love it now. You know, obviously seeing houses take shape, doing stuff like this. And it's just, I enjoy it. I enjoy helping people. I enjoy taking care of the clients and so on. And that's kind of what you're doing. You're teaching a lot of people too, but you're doing more of a digital approach to it as well. So kind of explain, um, you know, you talked about how you got into coaching. Let's go into that a little bit more. Like, you know, why coaching? What's your approach with coaching that's working? What are you seeing?
1: Yeah, you know, we, we all of us, no matter what you do, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And the fastest way to succeed is to have a mentor or a coach or somebody that you can learn from who's, even if it's half a lap ahead of you, you know, there's always something that you can learn. And I found great value in coaching you know for myself through the years um <clears throat> with multiple businesses that i've owned i've um you know obviously in the athletic world coaching is important i've and so i i just saw the need you know we just saw this need of um sadly most home improvement contractors we've we've done many polls and things like that and i know there's certainly the exceptions but the average home improvement contractor makes 50 60 70 grand a year his debt you know is rising he's quality of life isn't improving he's on this hamster wheel he's running around mm-hmm. you know being a slave to the business and then at the end of his career he's very he has very little to show for it I mean that's the typical story and um and so I'm like it's funny as as much as I try to get away from the trades I have so much respect for it because I did get away from it when I actually started coaching um I started I was coaching uh a publishing company and a chiropractor and a gym owner and all this other stuff. And then do what I realized is the blessing that we have in the trades to really move the money needle really quick because mm-hmm. of our job sizes, right? Like you're, you, you get a five or six, seven, eight, ten 10% shift in your gross profit on every project. That's tens of thousands of dollars that goes right into your pocket. Well, for a personal trainer to have a, a, a money swing like that, I mean, think about how how much he's got to do, you know, in order to have that that money swing and have these big, huge gains. So I'm I'm just, um, you know, and then I as I just worked with more people and looked at my own journey and my family and and everyone working their tails. Some of the greatest people in the world are working in the trades. Um, they're honorable men and women um, that just don't know what they don't know. They're a master mm-hmm. at their craft. But they they struggle with the business side, and so we 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 tackle everything from the mindset first, um, and then we get into you know we have a couple core principles about you know it starts with owning your crap. You got to look in the mirror and own your crap, and and come to terms with that you are exactly where you are in your life and business right now because you've chosen to be, and uh, if you can't do that, then you're a victim, and victims don't win. You know, victims stay where they are, and so we get through that. Then we get into what we call the "get oxygen" phase, where it's about make sure you're getting paid and your family's supported first. Um, and listen, er- everything that we teach, I've lived and screwed up. Okay, like I've I've been on the top financially, and I've been bankrupt. Like I've been everywhere, and I'll tell you, it's a lot better to have money <laughs> than not to have money. Um, and we we talk a ton about money in the fight and our programs and stuff because. Um, like it or not, it's part of the rules of the world that we live in. And the more money you have, uh, the faster some of your problems can go away and be eliminated. And it's just the way it is. And, and, you know, I think a big mistake contractors make with this whole get oxygen thing is they're worried about the going rate of what everyone is charging. And I can't charge that in my area and I can't get this blah, blah, blah. And, but here's, here's the funny thing. Most contractors don't know their numbers. Most contractors are struggling and not making money. So why the hell would you give a crap about what the going rate is? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, we're, you're imit- it's like I want to go get in shape and I'm going to hire a fat guy that doesn't work out, you know, you know, to teach me. And that just it makes no sense. So that's um, I we just we talk a lot about money and about your value um, that you need to charge prices for your work that are. Um, what's the word, equivalent to the value that you bring people. And sadly, we're, I mean, there's a guy in our neighborhood neighborhood right now, this kid is working till like 10 o'clock every night landscaping people's yards. And I'm looking at that. I I respect his hustle. He's out there grinding. Uh, But I was that guy a long time ago. And I know I was in that position because I I just wasn't charging enough because I didn't think I was worth it. And so we 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 spend a ton of time really getting people dialed in on on their value and their worth.
0: Well, let's go into that a little bit too, because I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I obviously a lot of the issues with contractors too is the business end. I mean, we're yeah. you know contractors are good at what they do, but they're not good. You know, I, a lot of them struggle with the numbers, the business, and so on, mm-hmm. hiring and all that. I mean, one of the things, too, is like you just said, the going rate. We need to go by what the going rate is if a this guy contractor a is at ten percent and this guy's at twenty, maybe I'll go in the middle at fifteen or I'll match the ten, you know, just to get some work. Yeah. But the problem is that when you start going into price and dropping your price too, you usually get that kind of quality of customer as well, mm-hmm. and the customers actually become more difficult, and then yep. difficulty makes mm-hmm. more work. So I know yeah. you you probably deal with that quite a bit too. I, and you are you are how you sell yourself. Most people want to work with you for you. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people believe it or not you know, price is a huge thing, but they're going to hire you for you because they trust you and so on. So, yeah. um, I mean, how do you get around the going rate thing? What are you doing to get them off of that too yeah. and well, get away from price?
1: <laughs> so I want to preface what's about to come out of my mouth with, I understand there are, uh, there's an asterisk with what I'm saying here. Okay. One of the things I'm about to say is we teach people initially, do not ever do a job if you're not going to make a 50% gross profit at minimum. I don't care what, the, we have home builders, we have remodelers, GCs, everyone and their brothers told me you can't do that in my industry, you can't do that if you sub your workout, you can't do And I'm like, it's BS, yes you can, because I have hundreds of people that are doing it right now. Um, that's the starting point. We always teach people get to get out of that financial gutter and make the fastest moves financially. Do the 50% rule. And that's basically, if a job's going to cost you five grand to do it, labor, material, permits, all that other garbage, don't charge less than 10. And then make sure you finish it on time and on budget, and you'll have five grand left to pay your dang overhead and your, own, your salary and have a net profit. And so super simple math. Figure out what it's going to cost. But the way we get people to really buy in quickly here. <laughs> It's we just have them start job cost in their last five jobs. Most guys don't job cost.
0: Mm-hmm. All
1: right. You want to wake up call, start job cost. <laughs> um, Cause you know, I, I was one of those guys in the early days. I thought like, Hey, as long as money was coming into the bank and people writing me checks, we were doing good. Yeah. And, and set, I mean, listen, I, I had a project <clears throat> a guy named Bill. He was an attorney. So I didn't know anything about business. It was my first year business. It was my first, what I would call as a painter, my first big job. It was, I sold it at 28 grand. It cost me 45,000 to do the job. Okay. So if I go 50% rule, I should have charged 90 to a hundred thousand dollars for this project. Uh, I mean, and this guy was a nightmare and I brought it on myself because I just, I was too worried to, to charge what I needed to charge because I'm like, I got to eat, right? Well, I, I I would have been better off driving a cab. This was a long time ago before Uber, all right? So I would have been better off bartending, being a doorman. I would have made more money doing that in the, in the several months it took us to finish this job um, than I would have, you know, as it was. So job cost, that's a wake-up call. The 50% rule is huge until you get your feet under, you until you really understand your sweet spot. There's a lot of guys listening to this I know that know their numbers and they're dialed in. And, and they're like, man, we could run a 40% GP all day and we're making millions. We're doing great. Like I get that, but most guys simply don't charge enough. Um, so I, I would say those, those couple things there. And then the other big thing is you will sell at higher rates much easier if you truly understand someone's motive for buying you mentioned our sales academy earlier and a step one in our process is the motive this is that people buy for their reasons not mine if I come to your house I mean right now I it, contractors who are listening to this right now if I say why should I why should somebody hire you you're gonna spit out all the reasons that you think are important okay um, but if those reasons don't resonate with your client, mm-hmm then price is going to be an issue. Like, dude, I'm I'm doing that. I told you I'm doing this project in my house right now, and I, I got amazing contractors that I know in the area and I'm working with, but I didn't have a concrete flooring guy for my basement. We ripped up the carpet. I wanted a cool concrete stain. We're putting a killer pool table in there, decking out Fight HQ. It's going to be kick butt, tequila bar, blah, blah, blah. Because um, I have people come in here. I broadcast to the world from that space down there. I got a full-time video guy and a team and all this. That This is the hub. Dude, Mm -hmm. not one floor concrete stain guy that came in here asked me why I wanted to do the project. Just think about that. Why do you, and and I ended up getting this, and I didn't try to do this, it was just what it was. I hired the guy, it's like nine grand to do the floor. And I said to my queen, my fiancee Lee, I said, she says, what do you think this is going to cost before we had anyone out? And I said, I don't know, but if, If we start getting up close to 30 grand, then I'll give a shit. Okay, think about that for a minute. Okay, because this thing is so dear to me. Mm -hmm. This is my world, man. Okay, and most home improvement contractors that sell their services don't take the time to really feel what feel, figure out what's important to their clients. They make all these assumptions that they care about price. Okay, price is like seventh or eighth on the list. OK, when you when you really dig into the motive, you get their reasons for buying um, and you just come at it with confidence that, hey, I'm going to I'm going to fulfill those things that are important to you. I sold a job at four times the price of all the other bids many years ago because the ladies, um, her big issue was don't wake my twins up. They nap between 1:30 and three every day. It's the only 90 minute window that I can get anything done or take a nap. They hardly ever sleep. And I just asked her, I said, hey, what's the worst thing going to happen here when you hire a contractor? She says, you wake my twins up, I'll kill you all and all the people you love. That's what she said to me. And so I said, hey, would it make sense if we, you know, switched our start time and adjusted our lunch and went off site? And during that 90 minutes, we were just, you know, we, we'll, we'll be here a little later in the afternoon, early evening to finish. But are you cool with that? She's like, if you don't wake my twins up, we're good. I said, she's like, let get me on the schedule. I said, I haven't even told you what it costs. She goes, I don't care. You're the only one I trust to not wake my kids up. Wow. That, was her, that was her motive. And, and I, I have hundreds of stories like that. So, um, got, man, money's easy. Money is easy to make. You just got to believe it. You know, mm. you got to be bold enough to take those steps. And, and no mind reading. That's another big thing on the money thing. I mean, I'm going to ask you a question right now. Don't answer it, okay? I'm just going to go, what's a lot of money? You had a number pop in your head. I had a number pop in my head. Okay. We can't, I can't base my, my business on this opinion that we both have, you know, a lot to you might may or may not be a lot to me. So with my floor, I'm like, God, nine grand. That's it. You know, yeah. where I'm thinking, I was thinking 25 or 30 and that still wasn't a lot to me, but I was like, yeah, okay. Um, I would have paid pretty much any amount of money to get what I wanted here. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm, ram- I'm rambling on this, but it's, it's huge because I just see yeah. it's a big mistake that guys make because we get in our own way.
0: That, that is big time. What you just said. I mean, it is huge. It's one of the most important things because every, every builder, every contractor does get in their own way because one of the problems too is in and, and, what I got from that also is people, and well, it's people in, in life in general. People always assume; they always assume ahead, and they always they always kind of assume the worst is going to happen before it actually happens, too. Yeah. You know, I had somebody working for me. I always had to tell them, "Don't over, you know, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. You never know what the response is actually going to be until you get the response, yeah. right? You know." <laughs> so that's well, like,
1: well, and what do they say the numbers don't lie math mm-hmm. is math it costs what it costs like right now man you're probably hearing this from guys like oh you know like i can't sell work because lumber prices and material prices that is not your problem as a contractor that's the customer's problem
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like it is what it is this is what it costs mm-hmm. so you either want to do it or you don't it's not my job to find your money okay it's your job to find your money and if you want to wait Roll the dice that prices are gonna go down in a year on materials, great. But what I'm finding is most consumers, they just want what they want and they're buying it. They're paying for it. If you really connect in that motive step, mm-hmm. they really feel heard, they feel understood. They feel like, I mean, I could give you story after story of the guys that we had come in here to talk about this floor and I wasn't shopping prices, it had nothing to do with price. It was a trust issue. I wanted somebody who was going to understand me, but everybody come in, came in here. They were chicken to talk about money. They didn't ask any questions about what was important to me. They made all these assumptions and I'm like, man, you know, I'm just not even, you've lost my trust. I think another thing that'll help. And I, I want to give a plug to my buddy, Marcus Sheridan. I don't know if you know Marcus, uh, he's, um, he wrote a book called they ask you answer and he's, we've done a lot of work together through the years and stuff. Um, Marcus is all into the inbound marketing, content marketing, blogging. You know, what we're doing now is inbound marketing, right? Like it's creating content. Right now, we have the Home Advisors of the Worlds and all the other third-party sites and stuff. If you Google what something costs in your industry... Those third party sites who've hired some intern out of college who doesn't know jack about your industry is going on Google and doing a little research and this and that. And then they're writing some article saying that a kitchen remodel should cost, you know, 4,300 bucks, right? And so um, another thing that will help you sell at higher prices is if you really position you and your business as the experts, okay? Um, experts make more money, experts are trusted more, and this and that. If so, like, Just as an example, go look, Google fiberglass pool costs. You will see hundreds of articles by River Pools, which is Marcus's companies, one of his companies, and he owns that real estate. That is his, that's his racetrack, you know? So I I really encourage guys to take control of the pricing conversation. Talk about the fact, go buy the book they ask you answer, just do what it says. But, um, you, you know, take control of the narrative, of what things cost, what affects the cost, what are some factors that can make it go up or go down? And, um, you know, what happens after we've worked, uh, after we hire you, what happens? You know, like we're going to hire you, and you, you talked about the customer experience earlier. We call that minding the gap, right? There's a gap between the day you sell the job and the day you show up. What happens between those days? Most contractors get a signed contract, go, yeah, we'll call you and get you on the schedule. And then three days before the job, they go, yeah, we're going to be there the next Thursday at four o'clock or eight in the morning or whatever it is. And it's like there's it's radio silence. Well, in that time, that's a great time to build relationship, build trust. And it, it will reduce uh, what do they call it? Buyer's remorse. You know, when they don't hear from you, their trust goes down. But when you're sending them a quick little selfie video going, Hey, Joe, it's Tom with Tom's Construction. Uh, we're just at the lumber yard right now. We're picking up your wood. I can't wait to come out there and, and get this started for you in a couple of weeks. There's a lot happening behind the scenes here. It could be that simple where you just keep people in the loop, you're nurturing them along. Because um, human beings, see, I'm getting fired up now because this is the stuff, I <laughs> no, teach this you stuff in some, yeah. some of this our is workshops. Great but one of the greatest fears that all human beings have is the fear of an unclear future. Okay. And that creates the need for clarity. So if you're not minding the gap with clarity of what's going to happen, you're going to, you're offering a crappy experience. All right. That's mm-hmm. just one example. So I don't even remember what prompted all that, but I'm just, <laughs> no, that was,
0: uh, that was great. Cause <laughs> you do make a good point too. I mean, one of the things you said there too is take control of the narrative and, mm-hmm. and, I'm big on that too, where I say set the expectation, set the expectation up front because not a lot of people do that. And you have to do it in the building business, especially as mm-hmm. a custom home builder, because there's so many, especially nowadays with all the price increases and so on as well. Too, you know, it's and I have to deal with the subcontractors letting me know, okay, when are you gonna have an increase? I need to you need to let me know. You can't just hit me with a uh, another invoice that's higher a month later because uh, uh, spray f- or insulation went up. You know, I just had that happen right. recently. Yeah. So it, it's, you know, setting the expectation is so important. And then also the communication factor, too. So you know, you, a lot of what you're saying in is listening. And that's a problem with a lot of people in general is listening to the client, you know, actually hearing what they want and what their wants and needs are without giving Mm -hmm. their opinion. And, and let's just plain listen to people, you know, that's, that's going to go a long way as well. But, I love what you said as far as like kind of that gap between the contract and, and the building period, because I mean, we're in where I'm at here in Southwest Florida, there's a big gap. I mean, mm-hmm. I got eight weeks. I got to get trust drawings and that's taken eight weeks now from yeah. contract and then I get trust drawings and it goes back to our structural engineer. The engineer gets it. That takes a little time throughout that process too we're doing all the permitting paperwork going on energy calcs and all this crap and ac calcs and it's just one in windows and doors and it's all this time that people are like all right what the heck is taking so long with this builder you know yeah. so i have to explain all that up front and, and especially now because you know trust companies are so backed up and it's it's And I find myself guilty of what you said, where there's that gap of silence because you get busy doing other stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, as as contractors, you get sidetracked.
1: Well, what happens when there's silence? When there's silence between you and a customer in that gap, they start filling that gap with their own story. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's and and we all we all drop the ball on this. Nobody's perfect at this. But this is where, like, this is where I go back to content. You know, you could have a whole content library of things and you could set up autoresponders and or you know drip campaigns and whatever it is and just go, hey, you hired us now. What's next? Right. And then here's a couple links to blah blah blah, how to get your home ready for this, or hey, you've gone silent on us for a couple of weeks. You know, did you take our money and run? What's happening? Right. And then maybe that's a link to a video where it's like, hey, here we are at ABC Homes you know, and this is, this, one of the questions we get is like, why does it take so long for this, that, and the other thing, what happens after we do this? Hey, we take the project, we assign it to this person, and they assign it to a foreman, and blah, 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 and then we order this, and these are the things that are happening. There could be a huge, I'm gonna use a big word, plethora, there could be a plethora of content that just establishes you the, as the expert. And here's the thing, every bit of can the, this setting expectations and communication, it's making trust deposits, okay? So then at the end of the job, believe it or not, they're not as fussy, they're not nitpicking things, they're not gonna be a pain in the butt when you send them a bill and they, it's time to collect money. So many contractors struggle collecting money and have all these problems with people because they don't have these set these expectations, mm-hmm. they don't have conversations. I have a remodeler buddy, um, he, he did, uh, he sold his business. He did uh, a little over 2 million a year at a 52% gross profit using all subcontractors and sold his business and did really well. And he would set expectations <clears throat> where he would say, so, Hey guys, this is the project you want to do. It's 600 grand or whatever. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay, cause here's the deal. And he would have, he, this was in writing. He had them initial it. He had them sign it. Okay, So it was like an event. He says, I want to be very clear. The minute I walk out of here, if you make one change, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg, and you're going to be mad at me. You're going to yell at me. You're going to be ticked off. You're not going to want to pay it, because I'm going to charge you way more than I need to, because once this ball starts moving, and we have we have all these subs and all these things in place and our efficiencies are mapped out and we got our schedule going and blah, blah, blah. You throw anything into that thing, it screws up the whole chain. And so I really want you to think long and hard. I know you've been a back and forth on the fence about this one option here. So now's the time to let me know if you really wanna do it. Cause it's probably gonna cost you three to four times more if you change your mind and want to add it, add it in a week or two so that's setting expectations but it's Mm -hmm. you want to do that when everyone's happy they're happy they're signing a contract with you they're excited to do the project you want to have those conversations um and then you have them initial it and then when they say hey we want to add this he's you go hey joe do you remember when we were sitting at your kitchen table and i told you it was gonna hurt they're like (laughs) yeah and you're like well it's about to hurt yeah i know tom it's gonna hurt but we really want it we We were talking about it and, you know, we're good and blah, blah, blah. So, so many of the problems a contractor has are are, are friendly fire, man. They're just self-imposed because our heads are jacked up because we're chicken to talk about these things up front with people. We think we're going to lose the job. I'd rather lose the job than get my tail toasted on a project, right? And and lose a bunch of money because I've I've done that too.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, and then have people mad at you and you know, I got all the stress. I mean, dude, I had a I had an unhappy client call me at 7 a.m. on a Christmas morning one year. Right. I mean, cause I didn't take charge. I didn't set expectations. It's it's simple.
0: Yeah. Well, well, one thing you said there too, I mean, and that's, that's one fear that contractors, I think it's, it's the personal thing too. It's Mm -hmm. the French, you you know, they want to play friend rather than play business person, builder. You're, you're building them a house too. They're, they're afraid somebody's going to get mad at me if I do say what needs to be said. And then some of them probably eat take take a loss because they're they're afraid to deal with that okay what if i have to charge extra for this or put a fee on top of this or whatever so you know it's it's hard keeping they're they're just afraid of losing that good relationship they're afraid of having um an issue or coming across an issue too and that goes back to what we were just talking about the setting expectations too i do it all the time You know, I'm training a girl now. I do it all the time, even in the selection phase. Mm -hmm. Get the price. Make sure that person, that salesman at your supplier is stating what exactly that, especially with tiles, stuff like that, because they want to sell the highest end stuff because they're making Mm -hmm. a commission. They're not going to give you the price until you get that price sheet later on yep. unless you bring it up in front of the client so the client knows how much they're going to pay. Because if you surprise the client with a high-end high price mm-hmm. or of something that they weren't expecting, they're going to get pissed off. And guess what? You're going to waste yep. more time going back because they're going to want to reselect. So get it done the first yeah. time.
1: A big thing that you touched on with that is. When when we're transparent about our pricing in our conversations on the content of our Mm -hmm. website, like the worst thing you can do on your website is, you know, hey, what's blah 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 cost? And then they go, they Google that, they land on your website and it says contact our office because every project's different and we'll have a conversation. Okay, you just made my life harder. Okay. (laughs) And so the the more transparent we are, the more people will trust us because we have nothing to hide. This is just what it costs. You don't have to do it. It's totally cool. Mm -hmm. You don't have to paint your house. I don't care. You don't have to hire me. That's great. I hope you do, but this is what it costs. Um, there's a lot of salespeople have a bad rap because they, they hide behind email. They hide, they don't have tough conversations. They're, they're not, they're afraid to lose the deal. Um, you know, it's funny. One of the, one of the things that our a lot of our sales Academy people will say is, um, you know, we'll have a conversation. We're on the telephone. We teach people how to pre-qualify on steroids basically. And I'll be like, you know, Hey Bill, listen. So based on what you told me here, I got one of two ways I can approach your project here, but you should probably sit down because the first way is probably going to blow your, blow your face off. Like be you have some fun, like be confident in this, you know? And I'm like, Hey, we could come in and we could rip out that wall and we can open the ceiling up and we could blah, 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 and remodel this kitchen. And, um, and this will be the type of kitchen that will be in a magazine. People will find this on Pinterest and they'll put it on their little idea board because it's going to be so amazing, but we're looking at 2 to 275 grand for that. Or on the other end, we could come in and not blow this up and do this and still give you a kick ass blah 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 for, you know, 100 100 and a quarter to 150. Which conversation would you like to have? That's the magic budget question right there that we teach. I just gave your people. Guys, try that. Next time you it's called bracketing. Mm-hmm. and you give two numbers at each level, you know, you give a range because you don't know what it's going to totally cost, but you have enough projects under your belt. Like just take something simple like painting a room, right? Like I don't have to go out there, you know, and rub my chest on the wall to figure out a price, you know what I mean? Like most contractors and I I'm a former painting contractor, so I give painters crap all the time. Painters <laughs> complicate everything. Okay? They're the most complicating Trades people on the planet, and drives me crazy because they're like, "Well, I can't. There's no way I can give you a price unless I go touch the wall." I'm like, (laughs) "Dude, just give me a range. I understand. There's there's crap that can change that, but that's again where your content comes in." One thing I want to touch on here, it's I have some notes. I've been jotting some things down. How important confidence is. All right, Um, I want people to have the swagger that a fighter pilot has, right? Like just that, or think of it, like if you ever had like surgery, man, I remember one of my kids had a surgery and this surgeon walked into the room, you know, the day before or whatever it was. He's like, all right, here's what you're going to do. You're going to eat this. You're going to do this. You can't have this after this time, blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to go in there. We're going to do this thing and, and it's going to hurt and it's going to be painful. And the, for these days, you're going to have to do this, 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 and this. But if you do it, you're going to be back to normal. You'll be good. Like, dude, he was just confident. There was like this. He's done it so many times. Why is it any different with us when we get into an interaction with a client? Take charge. And I don't mean being a jerk and alpha dog and all that other stuff and bossing people around like people typically think we do is in the trades. But be confident in the craft. Be confident in your skills. Be confident in your process. That's a big one, man. Like, if you if you don't have your own process, whose process are you on? You're on the hundreds of contract or customers a year that call you. You're on all their, their process, especially the sales process. Hey, just leave a bid in the mailbox, you know, come out on Sunday at one o'clock after I get home from church. You it's okay if you miss time with your family on Sunday because I'm available on Sunday. That's where I'm like, time out. That's not our process. You called me because we had all these great reviews. Do you know why we had all those great reviews? Because we follow our process 100 percent of the time. Okay, so if you're going to work with us, you're going to follow our process. Period. Like that's the swagger and the confidence that people want that. One of the reasons people don't trust home improvement contractors is we're a bunch of wusses. <laughs> you know, we don't say what needs to be said, we don't take charge, and when we do, we do it without any empathy and tact, which is another conversation. But I'm telling you right now, if you just look people in the eye and like if you're charging 5000 grand for something, let's just call it that then your website better look like BMW's website because mm-hmm. it's a fifty dollars to $100,000 product. You know, one, one of our industry partners and stuff and, and great friends of mine is Contractor Growth Network. Like they they create these massive, incredible sales online machines for contractors called websites that actually sell value. They're not just like a brochure. And, and I know I'm giving them a plug here, but like that's where I learned it. Logan over there, he's like, If you're selling something, think of another product that costs that and then go look at that industry's websites. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Like if you're doing remodeling projects for 300 grand, but your website is still stuck in 1992, you know, (laughs) and there's no information, there's no conversation, there's no transparency, there's no here's our process, then why would I ever trust you? But all those things build your confidence because you're like, we've done our homework, Got hundreds of projects under our belt. We know what we're doing. We're doing here just like the knee surgeon does. And if you want it to turn out right, you'll shut your mouth and you'll listen to me. So, in a nice way, of course. But
0: <laughs> no, that's people feel.
1: Yeah, I don't know. No, I get fired coming. up, man, because people, no, fu- people get annoyed because they feel like they got to babysit contractors. Yeah, you know. And and, and listen. And one thing that one of the things I do in the fight is I call it on both sides. Most of the complaints that consumers have about contractors and they don't trust us are our own fault. Okay, it's like I said, it's friendly fire. It's self-imposed because, I mean, dude, I, I was this guy the other day. is like, I understand why people don't buy from me, and I'm like, he sent a screen. He posted a screenshot of this text conversation he had with a customer. He didn't use capital letters. He doesn't know what a comma is. His grammar was terrible. He's like, well, I voice texted it. I'm like, dude, you got to proof that crap. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hire you. I wouldn't give you 50 bucks to do something because you come across as a total moron, Yeah, you know, or how about combing your hair in the morning, brush your <laughs> teeth, show up on time. You know, um, if, I've done poll and survey after survey, every time I do this survey, it's hilarious. I just go, what do you hate? Mo-? Do this in Facebook. Everybody listening to this, go and go to your profile, your personal profile, don't do it on your business page because more people will see it on your personal profile. Okay. What do you hate about home improvement contractors? Just post that and you will get a shitstorm storm of stuff. And it's going to be one of three things. 95% of the time they take too long to get out here and have a conversation or get me a price or they came out, but then it's been three weeks or eight weeks. and I'm still waiting for a price. Um, they leave a mess, blah, 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 um, or they don't answer their phone or they don't call back. It's usually one of those three or four things or a blend of those. It's never about the quality of the work. They never complain about the quality of work when we do these surveys. Very Maybe one out of a, 200 people will. Okay, But it's everything that surrounds the project, and that's why consumers feel like they got to babysit us, and that's why they argue about price. That's why they don't want to pay what it really should cost to do things. Because you we've given them a to-do. Like, hey, Bill, hire me to come paint your house and then give me money. And while I'm here, babysit me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Make sure I'm going to clean up okay. Make sure I'm going to communicate. Make sure I don't, you know, fondle the dog or whatever. And it's it, it that's what just ticks me off is it's contractors got to own their crap. You got to own your crap. Get out of your own way. Right, do that, and you're light years ahead of everybody else. But I call it both sides, man. There's some consumers that are total jerks, and there's some contractors that are, you know, I actually think more consumers are jerks than contractors <laughs> are jerks. To be honest with you, um, but we're not helping our case, and because we don't take care of this low-hanging fruit, and mm. the experience, and confidence, and sales, and whatever.
0: Well, confidence is, I will start there. I mean, having the confidence too is a big thing in the construction business because people can see, see right through it if you're not confident too. And I, I actually preach about that. I I had somebody working with me and that wasn't very confident mm-hmm. and I would always have to go in and then I'd end up selling it because a confidence comes with confidence in your product. If you know your product, you're going to be confident in it. So I always said, know know the product, know the product. That's sales one on one. I mean, I sold cars, learned yeah. everything there was about a, 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 every car on that dealership. I learned about it, wrote it down. I knew every single little thing, which gave me confidence, and I became their top salesperson. So it's just, it's, it's confidence is so key in the construction business, though, because there's mm-hmm. so much money involved mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. That people are putting such a big number down on and they they want to trust you. And that's what comes mm-hmm. next is a trust thing, too. But like you said, too, you got to have empathy for people. And I, I, I'll I admit I struggle with empathy, too, because as, as that contractor, you kind of, you know, you're kind of like, it is what it is. You know, what do you yeah. want me to do about it? You know, yeah. I got to keep things moving. What the hell should I do? You know, you, sorry, you can complain all you want, but... <laughs>
1: Well, and I, you know, the, the empathy thing here is, um, it's, it's tough. We have the curse of knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. We know our industry, just like your consumers that are buying from you. They know their industry. They have the curse of knowledge. And so, you know, earlier you talked about people just don't listen enough and this and that when we teach the motive, which is really understands the why behind why somebody wants to do a project. We kind of break it down into four steps. The first is ask great questions, right? Like, you know, hey, Bill, you're, you're going to hire somebody to come and do this project. Let me just, you know, is it okay if I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, when it's done and you hand somebody a check and they're driving off into the sunset, what would have needed to happen to make that the best experience you've ever had with a company in your life? And shut your mouth. That's a great question. It's open-ended, mm-hmm. gets them to think, right? Um, because they're going to tell you the real motive. They're not going to say, um, I just want a really good paint job, right? It's going to be things that surround the project. Um, in my case, I shared with you earlier, it was about those babies, right, that she didn't want to wake up or whatever. I had another woman that said, my father-in-law, I think his father-in-law lives with us. He's got emphysema. He's on oxygen. And we can't disrupt him. There can't be dust. There can't be blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. So I, I we call it peel, don't pounce, right? Keep peeling the onion, and ask deeper questions around that. So that's the first thing. Second thing is listen, but listen with curiosity. A lot of times we're listening with an agenda. Mm-hmm. This is one of the hardest things to do is listen with curiosity. Third is summarize what was said. So, Hey, what I hear you saying is blah, 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 blah. And then shut your mouth. <laughs> that's step four. Like be quiet. That's the motive. Okay. Cause the other side is dying to talk. And they, they want to talk about what they want and how they came to decide what they wanted. They want to share their story, okay? Um, and when people are talking about their favorite topic, which is themselves, they're going to feel more connected to you, like you really heard them and understood them. This is one of the secret sauces to how our members continue to sell at these at the right prices i was going to say high prices but they're the right prices yeah okay it's not high it's it's only high because most contractors don't know their math okay but and they don't get price pushback and they don't have pain in the butt customers because they feel heard okay that that i'm telling you right there if there's anything y'all take away today learn to ask great questions listen with curiosity summarize what was said Okay, that alone, you will you will connect at the DNA, human, whatever level you call it in the science world of physiology. You will connect with people at a level that none of your competitors ever will.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I I, you're 100 percent right on that, too. It's just especially with empathy and having just just connecting talking listening is just cuz like i said too not a lot of builders especially business people are willing to listen or ask mm-hmm. the right questions but also just after asking the questions listen to what somebody wants and that's building a custom home you have to listen because it's custom everybody wants something different there's mm-hmm. no home that we build is the same right you know this right. isn't track home. this is custom. So we have to customize it to their and, and to their wants and needs, but also they have budgets. We have to listen to budgets too and try and work around. <laughs> usually top of mind, everybody that has a budget usually has a little bit more leeway within that budget too if they really love something. Yeah I mean, you talked about it earlier with yourself on the floors like yeah. you know and you had a, you had a certain number in mind, you were willing to pay. But obviously, yeah. you know, you paid a lot less, which is great. And so. they did
1: a great job. They're, they're, they underpriced themselves. And here's what's funny. <sighs> a couple of their employees who are great guys doing great work, busting their tails, um, one of them came up to me and said, hey, do you know anyone that's hiring? And I said, why? And he's like, because, you know, I keep telling my boss we're not charging enough. I've been here X amount of years. Okay, listen. I don't know the guy. He's doing a good job here. All right, so I'm not picking his side. I'm just giving an example. But so many, it's so hard in the trades to find skilled workers. You know, right? Yeah. And we got to do a lot to keep them when we have them. Which means make sure that money box is checked for them. That you're paying at the at the, you're paying over your average in your area. Pay over that, but expect you they want big boy money. They got to do big boy work, right? Yeah. Um. And, and, you know, benefits and time off and training and all these things, it costs money. And right here in my house, it's a $9,000 floor that I would have gladly paid 20 or 25 for to get what I wanted Mm -hmm. if I felt heard and understood and I really trusted. And then that business owner would have a lot more money in the bank to be able to pay his people more and give them some perks. And why would they leave then? Because they're a part of a great culture. They feel like they're appreciated. Um, so this thing's full circle. It's like this circle of life. You want better people? You want people to stick around? You better charge more. You want to scale your business? You ain't going to scale it by cutting your prices. You're going to scale it by raising your prices. You know, And that's that's something a lot of people don't get. Um, and I, I got story after story about how I tried to scale by discounting and being competitive. And all, and all it did is put me in the poorhouse. So.
0: Well, you see it. You see the... Being competitive and scale and and scale too fast too. I mean, I see it every mm-hmm. time. And we, uh, you always, you've probably heard this this slogan. I mean, any time things get busy, everybody with a pickup truck becomes Joe Builder, right. you know. And these guys all come out of the woodworks. They all become builders. They're all wrapping trucks, and you know, yeah. they all have all the high end vans and big big lifted trucks off of one house and so on. Mm-hmm. I mean, our company, we're a family owned business. We've been around. We still have the same old trade from Illinois back about 20 something years ago things rusted <laughs> as hell you know our bo- our Bobcat sits on it I always fear the thing's gonna fall right through it but it's still running so there you go you know but it's it's just that kind of mentality I mean I we still have a 2008 Dodge Ram pickup truck with our logo on the side the thing still runs mm-hmm. and so on we're not buying all this and it's just a lot of contractors and I see it and I see I've seen it where they come and go, come and go because they, they give away jobs. I'm seeing that now big time. There's one specific contractor in our general area that I think has 60 contracts, but he was undercutting everybody so bad. I go, there's no possible way. I even talked to another contractor that I know, and we were both joking around. We're like, maybe we should just have this guy build our houses for us initially right. because he's so <laughs> cheap. That'll save us time. And then we'll just go in and do the high-end side of it too, you know, mm-hmm. because it makes no sense how he's charging what he's charging. Yeah,
1: we'll sub everything to this guy. Let him yeah. Do it,
0: right. You yeah. know, it's,
1: it, it's, uh, there was, there was some guy who posted in one of our groups the other day. He says, yeah, I was asking this, this 60 something year old, Contractor guy who's been in the industry forever. Um, we were having a conversation about being a successful contractor, and this old crusty dude said um, something to the effect of, "You got to stay busy. That's where the money is. Do whatever you got to do to stay busy, guys. Staying busy. Nobody wants to stay busy. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm in this to make money. I'm in this to have a better quality of life. I'm in this to have my my team and their families have a better life. Okay, busy is a hamster wheel." All right. And this guy that you're talking about, you know, he's sadly like a lot of contractors is, is thinking, hey, as long as I'm busy, I'm good. I got money coming in. But that's where I earlier I told you just job cost. Just start job costing. And you start realizing like, I remember one job, man, it's a thousand years ago wasn't a very big job, but it was a total pain in the butt. The customer was a pain. It was far away, all this other stuff. But I want to say it was a $5,000 job. I don't know. I job costed the thing. And when all was said and done, I think I made like 83 bucks. Wow. Okay. Like that was a slap in the face, but we need that, right? There's no progress without truth. You want to make some progress? Then start telling yourself the truth. Look at the math. The math is unemotional. doesn't lie. It, tell, it slaps you in the face. And then do what you want with the truth from that point. But you got to job
0: cost and and get real. Yeah, I just don't understand how people do not job cost and see what's coming in. But then it Mm -hmm. goes back to that approach, Rob, Peter, pay Paul, the guy on the bet, You know, when things come Mm -hmm. to a screeching halt, you see it you know, they're robbing Peter, paying Paul, the guy on the back end gets burnt while the guy in the front end gets finished up, but he never gets the warranty work taken care of either. So, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy and it's a consistent thing and people constantly fall for it. It drives me crazy within my Mm -hmm. area, seeing these people going with that cheaper route just because of the number. But then again, it goes back to what I said too. Maybe i probably wouldn't want to deal with that certain client mm-hmm. that's going that cheaper route Yeah, because more than likely they're going to be a pain in the ass and and it's going to take mm-hmm. it twice the amount of work it would for somebody that's paying our price that's a great oh. customer that has that great relationship with us and trust. So
1: hundred percent. Well, th- then the whole thing with the pricing is don't base your pricing on anyone else's. You don't know their numbers. You don't know their yeah. overhead. You don't know what they pay their guys. You don't know what their production rates are. You know, like you might bid something to take eight hours, they might take bid something to take four, you know, and it's just, you don't, you don't, there's too many unknowns, just care, give a crap about your math. Okay, and mind your business, just mind your business, and do what's right. And you're going to be mega successful.
0: Yeah, no, 100% agree. I mean, I could go all day with you. I mean, yeah. I didn't even use the script with the, with any of this too. <laughs> but I always, I know you you got to get rolling here soon, so I always want to go into some personal questions. Sure, uh, you know it, it, these are more just I actually created a little series side side series off this question. What about you personally? You, you built, you know, an amazing coaching business. You continue to build it. It continues to grow. What lessons have you learned throughout your journey? We should all apply to our own business or our own lives that can help us grow. Mm, great question. Um,
1: I've, I've learned so many. I would say the one that's fresh right now is um, there's two. One is BU. Um, I, I've had periods in my life where I just wasn't being myself and really trusting myself and, and I had a lot of head trash around who I was and what I wanted. And I, I, So I think that's a big lesson. And another is, um, um, you have to build your life to s- build your business, to serve you, not the other way around. Like that many of us build these businesses and we're a slave to the business. And I don't mean like the e-myth stuff and just, you know, never working or whatever. But like, like what do you want? What do you enjoy? Like, don't define your own success, not the success of everybody else, right? You might be totally happy having a $300,000 a year business that you put 150 in your pocket and you work three days a week, nine months a year, Mm -hmm. right? And to you, that's success. Um, So I would say just really focus on that. And then I think the final one is, is take care of yourself. Like we, we don't, um, we get out there and we sling it, we work our tails off, but then we don't eat right. We blow off workouts. We're not going on date night. You know, we're not, you know, doing the things that that are going to make our, our lives and our health and our mental state and all those things better. That's comes back kind of, I guess, getting oxygen, right? Like take mm-hmm. care of yourself first, the stronger you are, and your relationships and your family is stronger. Everything else is going to be. So th- those are some things off the top of my head.
0: uh Those are great things, right there. I hundred percent agree with you. I mean, take care of yourself in general. I, I, it, we've all, I mean, we all face different th- times, different things in life, and so on. But it, I mean, you in general by saying that it's everything. It really is. Your mm-hmm. physical, your mental. Uh, your business, all the above need to be all in line. Cause when you get everything in line to relationships, everything, it makes a huge, huge impact on your life. So hundred percent, man. Love that. Yep. Yeah. Good for stuff. Sure. Um, another question I like to ask everybody, obviously you talk, I asked about your past. Let's hear about your future. Where mm. will we see Tom Reaver in 10, 15 years from now?
1: <laughs> you know, I, um, we we have a goal to serve, you know, a million home improvement contra- home improvement contractors here and um we're never going to run out of home improvement contractors that need help and mm-hmm. different phases of their business. So you can expect to just continue to see us on a bigger scale. Um you know, I'm I'm hoping that a few people in, in the country, like our show coming out in, in the fall on HGTV. Now it's not a contractor fight show. It's I'm just hired as a host, but it will to host this other show. Um, and, and I'm real, one of the reasons I did it is to bring more eyeballs onto what we're doing and how we're trying to bring respect back to the trades. And in turn, obviously that would build our brand. And so, um we're we're looking to, I guess if you could compare it, it'd be like building building that worldwide movement like Tony Robbins has and things like that, where um we're changing lives like crazy. And that, that's where we're going in the next 10 to 15 years, man. It's um gonna keep hitting it hard, not get complacent. Um there's a lot of work to do, a lot of a lot of goals, a lot of dreams. I'm at a point now where it's, it's about impact, man.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I just I wanna have I wanna leave a big dent in this place. And uh, I got an amazing team and of coaches and support people and this and that
0: that are in it for the right reasons.
1: Um, so we're we're taking it over, man.
0: That's awesome, brother. I have no doubt, no doubt. After just talking to you for this brief time, too, you're gonna definitely crush it, too. I can tell you're Thank you're you. definitely changing lives for sure. Just, I mean. I didn't even have to read our notes here. Me and you could, <laughs> could, could ramble on another Absolutely. four hours together here. <laughs> yep. I love it too. Last question. This is what this show is all about. What all exactly right. do people need to look for when hiring a coach uh, or a contractor coach? And why should they choose Tom Reber at the contra- and the contractor fight as their coach of choice?
1: Yeah, well, whether they should choose us or not is their call. Right. But I would, I would say um, anytime you're going to hire a coach or work with a coach of any, and anything that you do have somebody that's um, that's walked down that path. Right. And it's um, they can relate. I think one of the things that we stand out is all our coaches are, or were are currently, or were home improvement contractors. They've, they weren't, they're not, we're not these corporate guys that retired and decided to start a coaching business, right? We know what it's like to lay in bed and worry about making payroll the next day. We would, you know, and all these other pressures that we feel. So I think that relatability is huge, but I think even more than that is somebody who's not going to let you off the hook. We have Mm. a very hard in your face approach. Doesn't mean we, I don't love you. Doesn't mean we don't love you. We, in fact, we passionately love the people we work with. We truly do. Um, We're changing marriages and mending uh, relationships and Keep, I mean, I get notes all the time about how we've helped people out of depression and bankruptcy and they, we save their marriage and stuff. And it always comes back to we appreciate your very straightforward, you know, two by four between the eyes approach. Yeah. Uh, and that's by design, Bill, because you go online, you listen to podcasts, you watch videos, you read books and everything's um, I use this word very lightly, but everything's like professional and everyone's like trying to like put this thing out there. And I look at it and I go, how do I interrupt the pattern? Because to me, it all sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. And, you know, so you jump on one of our fight videos on Contractor Fight TV on YouTube or something, and right out of the gate, I'm screaming at you. And mm. I'm screaming at you because I want to get your attention, right? If I don't get your attention, I can't help you. Right. And and so I think, you know, everything we do is about helping people not steal from their families anymore. You know, money, memories, um, you know, years, all that stuff. So, you know, we, and I, I guess the, another, one other big differentiator is math is math, marketing is marketing and all those things. But we, we put such an emphasis on the mental game that I think that that's one of the things that makes us, uh, better than anybody else who does what we do.
0: Awesome. Really. I, yeah. I mean, this has been, I can definitely, I can definitely pick up the Marine and you too. That's for sure <laughs> throughout this conversation. So I appreciate your service as well. Um, Thank you. but now this is, this has been awesome. Uh, I mean, the, the brief time we had, like I said, we could have rolled on for another four hours and yeah. talked everybody's ears off, but where can people find you and connect with you to, to hear yeah, more?
1: And- anywhere online just type in the contractor fight and you'll run into us you know we're on YouTube and all the social places the com, and uh, you know we got a lot of great resources you know you don't ever have to spend a dime with us um, and you can learn a lot and implement a lot and uh, like I said at the top that's one of the things we're really proud of is we wanted to create something where everybody could get help
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I, I think we're doing a pretty good job of that so
0: I think so too. I mean, just like I said, this brief time also though, uh, I mean, I look forward to seeing that tequila bar. So
1: absolutely, (laughs) man. Believe me, we're, we'll be posting it and, uh, and shoot, we might have to fly you out to Colorado and have a sip or two and play yeah. a game of pool down here. So Yeah, I, I, you let <laughs> me know when,
0: when that thing's ready. I'm looking forward to it. But, Tom, this has been Sounds awesome, good. brother. I appreciate you coming on uh, The Real Build. So thank you for your time today. And everybody that's listening, obviously, I don't advertise. I don't ask for anything. This is all for free for your value. All I ask for is a five-star review and a nice comment saying how awesome the show is. So I appreciate you all that's listening and I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Real Build. And guys, if you would just take a little bit of your time to write a review below, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't take long. Obviously, reviews are going to make this show be heard by more people. And that's what we need. We need to get this out there. So please write a review, share it with your friends and family. And thank you so much for everybody that's listening. And I'll see you guys on the next episode.